Welcome to the Mom Guilt Podcast. I'm your host, Vanna, a dermatology nurse practitioner turned wellness enthusiast. We're not here to get rid of mom guilt. Instead, we will give you the tools and systems to get you through whatever season you're in because when you have the right systems, you're able to experience freedom in motherhood and prioritize yourself. Mom Guild exists to introduce you to the life-changing habits that can create a life you never thought possible. If you're listening to this, you are not here by mistake, and I can't wait for you to dive into all things wellness and prioritization. Hello there, and welcome back to the Mom Guilt Podcast. I hope you all had a great holiday season and that your 2024 is off to an amazing start. Today's guest, I am super excited about, and I want her to come on regularly. If you guys love this, I loved recording this. Um, It is one of my best friends like you have you if you have that one person in your life that you feel like you could tell anything like if you murdered somebody and but you know you could go to them and they're like okay like what are we gonna do the Ashley is that for me she is like my ride or die my soul sister I could tell anything to no judgment and she's quite honestly like a rock within my life. I love her and I'm so appreciative to her, but we wanted to do a an episode on female friendships because we have a circle that is quite honestly unbreakable. It is literally like our own family that we've created and we wanted to talk to through like how we became friends, what our friend group looks like. And so many people tell us that like it is so rare for us to have something that we have. And we totally get that and understand that. But I think we kind of really sat on that and thought about it and molded over when people kept telling us that. So kind of like red flags within friendships like in creating your inner circle like what you are looking for what you're not looking for um how you know if you have found those people how you know you have the right people in your life and then maintaining and being present and intentional in those friendships because we all know it's not super easy to develop friendships especially female friendships a lot of times there's like competition there and it's just like so unnecessary but we don't have any of that within our friend group and I hope this does not come off as like that we're bragging about our friend group or whatever it's genuinely sharing what has worked for us why we have developed the community or like the group that we have and hoping that it is our intention you find that for yourself as well so with that welcome my best friend my sister Ashley Heinley to the Mom Guilt Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Mom Guilt Podcast, where we talk about all things health, wellness, prioritization, and we haven't done a lot of like relationship stuff. We just did one with me and Brian, and today I have a super special guest that is one of my best friends, and we have this like inner circle that a lot of people are like, you guys don't realize like what 
you have and like how how good you have it because we're like genuinely like family. Um, so I wanted to have Ashley on to talk about like female friendships, what that looks like when you have that group because a lot of people are like I don't have that I can I'm only from the outside looking in and I know I don't even have that and I've never even experienced it so maybe like female friendships what we look for in that and what like our dynamic is in like our inner circle um and I told her I was gonna say introduce yourself and tell tell people the first time you met me what you thought of me well hi I'm Ashley Uh, The first time I met Vanna, we were both students uh, in clinical, nurse practitioner students with another good friend of ours, Carrie. And I just thought, oh, I don't know about this girl. And a couple weeks later, I guess, or months, I don't know, we found ourselves at a bachelorette party. And I was rapping Nicki Minaj, and I can do that super bass. Do you want to hear that later? That just played this weekend. (laughs) That We were at a wedding, and that played. And I said, you know, Ashley can do this whole thing. And Brian was like, what? I can. I'll show him later. <laughs> so I was rapping super bass at this bachelorette party and Vanna is videoing me. And we didn't really know each other that well yet. And we also were working together at the time and it was a new job for me. And I was like, I don't know about you videoing me rapping this song. Like, what if you send it to my new employer and they don't like me anymore? I just I just said to her, I just I don't know about you. He, she literally looked at me and said, I don't know about you. Yeah, but I didn't. I talked about that on my one of my recent solos that like most people that meet me are like, "Mm, I don't know about you. You did that. Hunter did that. Carrie did that. Literally, I don't know what it is about me, but most people are like, "Mm, I'm not going to like her. And I I don't know why, (laughs) because I love you now. But I really couldn't put a finger on it either of what I didn't know about you. Maybe it's just because you're gorgeous i don't know if, if we're all intimidated by that no um but i don't know but it worked out clearly so. yeah well and like when I, I don't i guess i didn't realize you don't realize what you have until like it's pointed out right mm-hmm. so a lot of people are like that are kind of close with us they're like not within our like inner group but they're like you guys are really like lucky to have what you have and like I don't think you realize that and I guess I did it because when they say that now I do because multiple people have said that but when they do I'm like oh we do yeah because it just like it's so easy and so natural and it works but I think a lot of people like could have a lot of friends but they're not those people that like you never leave thinking they're talking about you. Mm-hmm. You leave like filled up mm-hmm. and like you like recharged and rested. Whereas a lot of people leave like social settings, groups, friends, and they feel even more like anxious and stressed out. But we are never. And I'm an introvert by nature and I feel drained in a lot of group settings, but never after those hangs. I just never feel drained. I never feel, I always feel filled. I also feel, never feel like, you know, that feeling you get when you know it's going to be so fun, but you're like, oh, I just like don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. Why did I commit to this? I don't want to go now. I don't want to get ready, whatever. Like, I literally never feel that way. Mm-hmm. We have our Christmas party tonight and it's just like, I, we call it our immediate family. Um, And I was like, mm, if I don't shower, I'll just go. And I, I know no one will say a word. Matter. about it no it doesn't matter yep and I was like supposed to bring cookies I was like I really don't want to go get the crumble cookies like maybe I just won't and I was like no one will care no one will care. <laughs> no one will probably even remember honestly half our group messages are me being like what did I say I'd bring to this thing and everyone else 
reminding me or not Perry, remembering. Perry is always yeah. like, you said you would bring this. You said we're like, thanks, thanks, thanks mom. Yeah, so. <laughs> she's a, she's the organization. She's very. Well, and like to that point, we, we all, we've all been friends before. I was pregnant when we all like started becoming friends. Mm-hmm. So, and Graham is seven. So mm-hmm. it's been about seven years and we all were like in different pr- places in life where like we had no family here mm-hmm. or like, you know, Teresa doesn't have any siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some people like don't have the best family dynamics like that you know it can be complicated it doesn't have to be necessarily bad but it's Mm -hmm. just complicated so we just like kind of made that family for ourselves um and I think everyone needs that like some people don't have Brian makes fun of me because there's a family from Dothan that I literally grew up with and they're like my second family and he's like man no one's gonna be like the Dennis's (laughs) like yes they can be. We can make that. But I mean, like we've made that for each other. And it's like, I see that as like an immediate family. So like you said something that was really good about like exclusion or being exclusive. Yeah, I don't think I think it can come across that. Oh, like they're they're clicky. They don't want to have anybody else in their group. But it's really not about that at all. It's truly like I look at them as my sister, my kids. Dax can barely talk yet, but he, you know, oh, like we'll say, I'm going to go see baby Dean. And he's like, oh, Aunt Carrie and Uncle Derek or Uncle Brian and Aunt Vanna. Like they genuinely think of them as their aunts and uncles. And they have amazing aunts and uncles, but it's an extension of our, our family. So it's never out of, I don't know, it's never out of wanting to exclude others. I think it's just wanting that ease of feeling comfortable and kind of like Vanna was saying, like sometimes you just don't want to shower and sometimes you just want to not have a bra on and just chill and it's fine. Or, I mean, a lot of us have had babies in the last few years. It's literally pumping or breastfeeding your kid. And even the husbands now, it's not weird. Like Like we were just at, what what did we just have? And you were like, Sorry, Brian, you're about to see my boobs. Yeah. And it's get your breastfeeding. And it's like I yeah, I don't something. I'm sure multiple things, but it's and he didn't even bad not. He was like, okay. And I appreciate that too. I think, yeah, we have this great group of girlfriends, but we also are all married or with these guys who one, just like let us do our thing, which is nice, but also who are friends with one another. Like Mm -hmm. Matt, my husband, and Brian now are good Brett buddies. You know, they're all we have two Derricks in the group, and they're all friends. People are fine with this name dropping so many times. Oh, well, we can beep them out. <laughs> beep them out. But, yeah, I mean, they're just all or like good with one another. And the people that are single, yeah. like, I, f- I feel like they feel comfortable yep. being around all of us mm-hmm. married. I mean, we'd I go on so. trips together and, you know, stuff like that. But so, like... All that to say, we're done bragging about our friend group now. <laughs> we really don't mean it that way at all. But like, just like a taste of if you don't have that and you haven't experienced that in life, like what that feels like to us. Um, but let's talk about like red flags, because let's say you're like looking for that in your life. Like what, what do you feel like or what we feel like are red flags that to look for in establishing like that inner circle? So I think I look for somebody who's going to fill me up, but that I can also fill 
back up and I don't feel drained. I think we kind of talked about that in the beginning about just you don't want to leave a group setting or a one-on-one setting feeling less than when you came into it. Um, but it also feels good to like when you do leave those settings and you're like, I know those girls are talking crap about me right yeah, now. I never, but to also yeah. like, know, but I have my group that won't do that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you feel more secure in like the other settings that you go to. Cause you're like, that was great. Like that was, a, that was a good like fellowship, but like, you know, it's okay that I don't feel as secure in that setting or environment because like, I already have that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think that too. And then flakiness sometimes is hard. I'm not really looking for someone to tell me they're going to be there and then not be consistently. Like we all have stuff that comes up and it's like, you can't come. But that's another thing I think I like about what we've built is if someone can't come, they'll just say it. They just say it. And they're not making up an excuse. They're or not. Like they just literally, like, remember last time we were doing something and Carrie was like, I won't make it like there was no, we were like, okay, like we don't need a reason. We don't need it. Yeah. It's not like a, well, why can't you come? Yeah. It's that's weird. Yeah. There's just no pressure. I think that's a big take. Just no pressure. But also like leading up and up into it. Like we're not like expecting, expecting. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm not coming anymore. Mm -hmm. Like we don't ever do that either. No. When we all commit, we commit. And then something, if something does come up, but it doesn't. I think we all kind of just. Yeah. I think there's been times where like something happened with our kids, but it's like a valid thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just life. And that's one. Yeah, for sure. And then this is, this is my pet peeve. What? A stage five clinger. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I was just listening to, I think it was probably like almost 30 or something podcast. And it was like, um, no, it wasn't almost 30. I think it was the Skinny Confidential. I listened to so many. But it was like, if there's someone that feels like they're constantly having to be present, but you won't have that relationship, like you've just met someone or you're just establishing a relationship and they're like texting you all the time or like wanting to be involved in your life more than like, Maybe it's you like, want yeah, ready to do. it's just like a weird dynamic. But like, for me, if you start to get really clingy and like the need to be around me all the time, talking to me all the time, like that's a one way ticket of my life. <laughs> I have like, I mean, you you have to meet the needs of like your spouse and your kids and stuff like that. And like, I don't need that. And ex like, ex, what, what would you call it? Not exterior relationships, but like peripheral relationship yeah Yeah. relationships not like your primary relationships Mm -hmm. we talked about this you were like i don't know when like trying to identify and i think you'd have to be super self-aware like if you are are establishing a relationship from like a trauma bond yeah yeah i think that that honestly though is how some a lot of friendships form i mean yeah like uh, anxious and avoidant attachments. I just like, uh-huh. you know, did a like listen to something on that. But it's just like, I don't know, just just be super aware of like the relationships you're developing. Like, do they feel genuine, authentic? And are they like contributing to your life? Mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing is that they're contributing just as much as you are. I think we're all really self-aware, too. I think so. I, I hope so. And if I'm not, I'd like for you to just tell me. 
Yeah, but that's also the thing. Like, if we were to tell each other, hey, you're being weird, or you're acting this way, or you're acting that way, like, none of us would get pissed about it. And I think we've been in situations, too, with, like, big groups, and I'll leave it, and I'll probably call Van in the car, and, like, did I, when I said this, was that, like, bad, or was that, did that come across as whatever I might be worried about? And she'll shoot me straight and be like, yeah, you probably, that was a little... But usually if, if we're in those situations, the other one's trying to curb. I'm trying to think of you. One time we were at dinner and I was talking about something and you were literally like, oh, yeah, yeah. if y'all are watching on YouTube, you were literally like, I'm like telling her like, cut it out. Like, be, like being so obvious <laughs> that the people around us were like, what is that girl doing? And then on the way home in the car, I'm like, hey. I was doing this because you were like, yeah, I know why you're doing it. And it was fine. You know, it was fine. (laughs) I just, I love that we can be like that because I was being ridiculous. And Vanna was like, yeah, I don't think it's ridiculous. But you were being over the top for sure. (laughs) I just said this to somebody this week. Like, this is another thing where it's like, I don't want a hundred pennies. I just need like four quarters. Like I'm not looking for. (laughs) I didn't do the math really. (laughs) They're both a dollar. You got it. That's good job. Oh, geez. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll take a million quarters actually. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Ruining your analogy. Continue. (laughs) Anyways. Yes. It's like you want those qualities friendships things i had this like epiphany i don't remember what i was doing but i was just literally looking out the window and i was like yeah it's like not general mission like you have to bring like add value and bring value to my life to be like want to for me to want to have a deep like intimate friendship with you not to not to say that you can't have a ton of friends or acquaintances Mm -hmm. that like you go to dinner with and like when it's a bigger social setting like they're included and invited and things like that Mm -hmm. but it's just like not general admission anymore Mm -mm. well and i think things have changed and i mean to circle back to the whole name of your podcast mom guilt now i mean in the last two years i've had two kids and you know you've got your boys and um it's you have to learn when to say no. I just think being more intentional about who you spend your time Mm -hmm. with, Mm -hmm. because it's hard to be away from my little ones. I like to be with them. I want to be in their everyday life, but I also just, there's only 24 hours in a day. So you don't, you have to pick what's important. Have you ever seen that thing where it's like, just so you know, Beyonce has 24 hours in her day too. I think we talked about this on the phone in the car the other night. And I'm like, how, how does Beyonce do it? And she looks mom. Like, well, she has a team, to be fair. She has a team, and she has lots of money, but... But she didn't start that way. Yeah. You know? Okay. Anyway. Off our, off our rabbit hole of this day. <laughs> the things that you say yes to, and I'm like, I'm more apt to say yes to things that, like, we've said, I think, a million times, but, like, the gauge is, do you, like, do you feel filled up? Do you feel... That sounds weird. Like, they're filling you up. <laughs> Oh jeez! <laughs> but like, does uh, your does your <laughs> cup is your cup half empty or half full? <laughs> I like specifically. Okay, let me tell you this dramatic story that you know. This story 
the last neighborhood I lived in was psycho. And there was this group of girls and I took away a really good lesson from this. And this is like, like, again, like when you compare apples to apples or whatever, like it's like, okay, like they're not my people. But I was in this setting with this group of women that we had had a few drinks. So like we were all being, you know, super candid and honest and they were complaining about this other person in our neighborhood. And I fed into it. I was like, yeah, like that's annoying or like, you know, sharing my perspective on it. Fast forward, like within the next week or something, the person that we were saying that about calls me and says, so I hear you think this, this, and this about me. And I was like, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Because I felt so bad. And I was like, you know what? My fault for trusting those people, even thinking that like what I was saying was safe and secure. I didn't even know them. Mm -hmm. And I was just like joining the conversation. And the only thing I said was like, I owned up to my side of it. And I was like, yeah, I, I said those things. I'm incredibly sorry. I should have brought those frustrations to you. And then I was like, but also like, you need to know that that was a conversation and it wasn't me just like talking crap about you. Mm -hmm. And she like appreciated that and was like, and to this day, like we have a fine relationship. Um, And I think it's because I was honest and authentic with her, but also she was like trying to get me to say like what the other women were saying. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to get in this revolving door type situation. Well, and you were just honestly, probably I wasn't at, I wasn't there, but I'm assuming just trying to fit in. Like you're trying to, this is a group of people that live in close proximity to you and yeah, they're having conversation. And I think it's natural to want to be part of the conversation. Yeah. But I, I, of course, like told her, told Ashley about it. And I was like, I just feel so awful for like feeding Mm -hmm. into that. And like, that's not me. I've to be very honest, never been in a situation like that. Like literally in my life, that's Mm -hmm. the first time that I've had like drama like that, but it was great to experience and to learn from it and to be like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. So I'm super, super cautious Mm -hmm. about like the female friendships that I do make because Mm -hmm. we have, I mean, as a, as a female, we have this like energy about us and Mm -hmm. it can be a lot, you know, like we work in Ashley is a dermatology nurse practitioner too. I don't think we, we, we like solidified that, but we work in offices with mostly women and it's a lot, like it's Mm -hmm. a lot of energy, hormones, things like that. So you have, I mean, you have to be careful in those types of, of situations. Um, but another thing is like trusting, like I've never felt like I would ever leave our group and felt like I was being talked about ever. And I like our group too. I think a lot of, if there are moments where someone's venting about something, I think we have a lot of people who will put into different perspectives. Like Hunter's really good about that. Hunter is very good about that. She, you know, we may be, I I can't think of a specific example, but she's talking about whatever, maybe she's like, well, yeah, but, and then completely flips it and puts another perspective in your mind, which is is great. I think it's a really good growth tool. And I think we all try and do 
rather good job overall holding each other accountable to being just good people. Yeah. Um, but like, we're not trying to sugarcoat it. Like we're all, we're human. And like, yeah. if somebody else does something that frustrates us and we're together as a group and we talk about it, like we'll say, well, I don't really like how Ashley did this. I actually don't think I've ever said that. <laughs> you know, I really don't in seven years. <laughs> but if we're, if we're saying that, then Hunter is the one that's like, well, mm-hmm. and she like plays devil's advocate and all. Oh, for always- example, I thought of an example. Oh, this neighbor of mine put up and this, I don't know if controversial, you can cut it out guy if you need to, but I don't know his name, Chase. <laughs> um, but no, you don't, but I don't think you have to cut it. They out. put a Confederate flag up in their, in their yard. Right. And obviously that's offensive for a lot of different people and reasons um and this particular family put it up just to kind of piss everybody else in the neighborhood off and to sort of stir the pot so they put up this and i text my friend all the group i text the girls and i send them a picture i'm like look at these people like why are they i just think it's so offensive it was right before juneteenth it was just very offensive um and hunter was like well maybe like Maybe they're in like Daughters of the Confederacy. Like there was some, you know, <laughs> something about it like that. And I'm like, okay, well, they're not. <laughs> but good for you to like think of that and to try to flip it into a way to have the benefit of the doubt for somebody else. And I just, I don't know, that's the story I could think of. I don't know if that's a good yeah. story or not, but she'll always be the person that like grounds us. And yeah, like, I just thought that. And I was like, I don't, yeah, because like, that's one of the stories. Yeah. Know. But we, Again, we'll like vent to each other, and if it's about somebody else, like they're always, we always see both sides. I feel like I do that in a lot of situations. Like that's the Enneagram Nine in me. Like uh, we'll always see both sides of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're very good about that. I try to be. I yeah. like so much second guess myself that I'm like, <clears throat> do I see both sides or do I think I see both sides? You do. You do. You're you're <laughs> very aware of it. You are. Well, that's another thing, being like self-aware, but also like in like reading the room. Have you ever been around those people that always talk about themselves and they never ask how you are? Yes. It's ex- I mean, it's exhausting. Like I, I feel like we have people in our lives where I'm in my head. I'm always like, I'm good. Thanks for asking mm-hmm. <laughs> because they never do. Mm-hmm. So like making sure that you are surrounding yourself with people or like when you're forming those new friendships of like, do they ask about you? Mm-hmm. Do they ask about your life, your family, like your history, your past? And like, what, like, are they genuinely trying to get to know you? Mm-hmm. Or are you just like a body there for them mm-hmm. to like talk to? Yeah. Do they genuinely care about you? Yeah. I think you can definitely tell the difference after even, honestly, I can tell pretty quick at this point in my life. If you're, if I'm going to like you or not, that sounds bad. <laughs> but then again, I didn't think I was going to like Vanna. So. Nobody does. Really? I don't know if about you. you. Think. Y'all, y'all are the ones that are out there observing me. Maybe that don't even know me. So comment on my latest post. Yeah. Why yes, you- listeners, comment. What do you think? What was your first impression of Vanna? What was your first impression of me? Why do you oh, think I people a, I don't this. like me to begin with? No, it's not that they don't like you. They don't know about you. Carrie did not like me. She interviewed me. Carrie, she she <laughs> was my preceptor, and we had a mutual friend connect us, and she said that she probably had about 100 students come through, and I was the only one that she interviewed 
to be able to say yes so I could just get my hours in. And I was like, Carrie, but she's so like, I love to poke at her about that. Her, Hunter, you, like, that's my like party trick. I'm always like, hey, remember when you didn't think you'd like me? And now we're literally like soul sisters. Uh But I love to bring it up. And they're one day they're going to be like, can you just shut up? I know that's so funny. But yeah, she she'll just like chuckle. You know that little chuckle mm-hmm. she does. Her, that's like mm-hmm. my favorite thing about her is her little laugh. And she's like, it was it was my insecurity. It wasn't you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, um, but like, I hope we're not rambling, and I hope this is like helpful to like what we've looked for and like the characteristics and qualities that we have in in our friendships, and that people are trying to form those and you know, differentiate them from like an inner circle to like people that you have in your life that like serve a purpose. I think it just happens naturally. I think, I think a big thing is just don't worry about it so much. If you're really looking for that type of intimacy and friendship, I think be yourself and the people who are attracted to that are going to find you and you'll find each other. And I think that's what happened with us. I think none of us were out there looking for this close-knit friend like yeah everybody wants that but when we met I wasn't like I need a new best friend like, no God, and I, I do you know I just it just happened I honestly because y'all were all friends y'all have been friends for like a decade yeah the rest of the group man actually was kind of the last in in, in it right I mean I think because the rest of us all work together um yeah. for years and sometimes I think man I'm glad I made the cut <laughs> No, but really, I wasn't expecting to be invited to things, but like, I think I was just being myself. And mm-hmm. I just watched this TikTok video that was like, because I'm really big on energy. Brian makes fun of me now, but I'm really big on like energy. And it's like, the guy was like, do you know the highest energy, like the the most attract, the law of attraction, the most attractive energy is? I'm going to quiz you. Oh, geez. Okay. What do you think it is? The most attractive energy? Like, yeah. Like, happiness, what? sadness. I don't angry, know. Angry, like, What's like emotion. The I just think kind, kindness. I don't know what mine was going to say. Mine was love, but it's not that. <laughs> it is authenticity. Okay. Yeah. So, like, being yourself um that that's what it was. I had no expectations to be invited. I mean, quite honestly, like I would be at clinicals with you and Carrie and y'all would t- be talking about your weekend and like remember Carrie's 30th birthday like oh, yeah. and I was just like oh cool that like that sounds fun like I wasn't mm-hmm. upset at all but then I like got an invite and then I got another invite <laughs> and then I just like became a part of the group so like, again it happened super natural so like just well, be we, yourself I think we got close closer because we worked together literally like shared a clinic at the same time and it spent- wasn't like super intentional. Like we weren't like reaching out to each no, other. No, but we had lunch at the same time. So we would go to lunch for every time we worked together. And I always joke that Vanna was influencing me before she was an influencer. Every I think we worked together on Thursdays. Matt would be like, So what did you buy today because you were working with Vanna? Like and it constantly I mean, I can't tell you guys the amount of things or stuff I've done just because Vanna was like, Oh, you've got to try X, Y, and Z, and I would, and it, she was always right. 
silk pillowcases, my iPhone, my Apple Watch. Yeah, but some of that's changed. Remember, I, I read my text. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot has changed, actually. She'd be like, oh, this candle is great. You totally need this candle. You need this diffuser. I'm like, great, bought it. This perfume, it's great. You know, you should totally get this perfume. Okay, I'll buy it. And then now fragrances are bad. So... <laughs> So, so now I'm getting rid of. I haven't. I didn't put my perfume on before I came here today. You didn't? No, because fragrance is bad. You no. really listen to me, man. I know. I know. It's a good thing, guys. It's a good thing. <laughs> but I do get surprised. And you're funny. like, yeah, I bought that. I'm like, cause I said. It? And you're like, yes. And I'm oh, like, I what? buy so many things because Vanna says says so. Even my mom now will be like, well, what does Vanna say? I'm like, well, mom. Look at her pod. Listen to her podcast. She'll tell you. Go to her socials. Um, <laughs> click a link in her bio. Sometimes, honestly, I just she'll text me and I just send her your link. I'm like, just look, look at it for yourself. Yeah. So yeah, all like all of that to say, all these roundabout things. But I, know, like, I feel like we rambled a lot. Sorry, guys. This is but I you. like sometimes I like like some of the best podcasts that are like two friends just talking. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we're just gonna have that versus like tactical things to take away i think sometimes it's like a good aimless leisure listen mm-hmm. honestly sometimes van and i just call each other on our way home from work and it's like nonsense and then one of us will arrive home or a husband will call or something and it's like gotta go by and we just hang up sometimes we hang up on each other and then like a day later we're like sorry i hung up <laughs> yeah that's another thing yeah. like with the clingy thing like we don't get our feelings hurt if like i don't answer your text or you don't answer my text like it's like she's clearly doing something else that she, like i'm not invading that time and space and disrespecting her time yeah it's it's just easy very easy it's very easy like i feel like if i if a friendship starts to get hard it's like your marriage is hard in the beginning like you you don't need the the auxiliary is it auxiliary auxiliary peripheral that's the word peripheral the peripheral relationships don't need to be that complicated and if they are like ditch them yeah no just it's not worth it and i think everybody listening has people in their life that Fill them up, and I think just gravitate towards them. But if they're trying to take away from it, you and your life, I don't know. But That's then, a if good thought. if you do, if you do have those relationships, like we're good about maintaining them and being intentional. Like we meet once a month. We have every what is it Sunday, third Sunday of Wait, every of month. A, Carrie and I both had a baby, so it kind of messed that up a little yeah. bit. But I think every third Sunday of the month is we, what we've been doing. We literally have the same reservation at Restoration Hardware. Every single Sunday where we all meet and we're all there. Yep. Like sometimes somebody's traveling and they can't make it, but like we make that a habit. And then we have one trip, at least one trip. This year we have two trips, one in February and one in, one in, is it, were you doing August? We say we were doing one Um, in August. I don't know about that second. I don't remember about that one. Yeah. But we have at least one. No, we have two coming up. We have two trips. Yeah, we're going to New York and yeah. we're going. Yeah, okay. Sorry, we're just rambling um, about our calendar. But we, again, we make things super intentional. We have one weekend of the year that all of our families go. We, and it is adults only. We're going to start doing a kids kids family one mm-hmm. and then adults only one. But like mm-hmm. we plan this like six to eight months ahead of time so that we are all there. We're all present. We all go ahead and get babysitters. Like it again, we're just super intentional, and like that's like a family reunion, I guess. It is, no, it feels that way. It's just like you 
when your family says, Hey, we're going to have a reunion, like you go, mm-hmm. right? So you put it on your calendar and you go, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what this is for us. Yeah. But thanks for coming on. Thanks. I was really nervous. <laughs> you did great. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> If you guys love actually being on and you like these types of conversations, again, make sure you rate and review, but also you can DM me, you can comment on my latest posts, like just communicate that you like these things because sometimes I don't want it to be like you said, like we're just rambling, but like I think some people will take things away from it. So if you guys like it, let us know and she'll come on more. Oh, geez. (laughs) Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Before you go, to grow our mom guilt community, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Find and follow us on Instagram at Podcast and on TikTok at Vanapadia underscore NP. You can also watch each episode on video form at my YouTube channel, Vanapadia. Last but not least, always remember, take what you need and it's okay to want more. See you next time, mama.